This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Three more points at Anfield to make it five from five at home in the Premier League. The Reds still six points clear at the top. Not a bad way to close out the weekend. Jordan Henderson and Mo Salah getting the job done. Salah from the spot against Spurs. I'm sure I've heard that one before. Well, I'm Guy Clark and welcome to the Post Game Pod. We're here to bring you all the reaction you need from our team at Anfield, Jurgen Klopp's press conference and you guys, the fans. We'll crack straight on with things then, shall we? And to our man, your Liverpool correspondent, both home and away, Paul Gorst. Liverpool are six points on top of the Premier League once again after a hard-fought 2-1 win over Tottenham Hotspur and Anfield this, uh, this afternoon. Um, Harry Kane gave the, the visitors the opener inside 50 seconds. Uh, Son Heung-min cut in from the left and uh, killed an effort goalwards. Took a deflection off Diane Lovren, hit the crossbar and the England captain stooped low to give, uh, to give the visitors the perfect start. Um, but Liverpool weren't really ruffled by it too much. They didn't knock them out of the stride too much. Uh, they fought back, they pressed on and could have found an equaliser from any one of four players really, uh, Mohamed Salah, Roberto Firmino, Virgil van Dijk and Trent Alexander-Arnold, all forcing deputed into goalkeeper Paolo Gazzaniga into a number of saves. Um, the Spurs shots have had an excellent game in place of the uh, of the France captain and uh, it was unfortunate to be on the losing side if we're honest. Um, the equaliser came in the second half, cop end, Jordan Henderson breaking into the box, undetected and he scooped it home with his left foot and uh, from there on you really felt like Liverpool were going to go and go and get the win, uh, the cop were up, the noise was up, uh, the performance, the energy, it was all there, in particular from Fabinho of midfield, the performance excellent once again, um, he really is uh, shining in that midfield area at the moment for Liverpool. Um, and they, they, they pressed on and eventually they were awarded a penalty by referee Andy Taylor when Sadio Mane was bundled down in a box by Serge Aurier. In similar circumstances it must be said to the penalty that was awarded against Leicester a few weeks back. But this time it was a lot more clear cut, he gets a kick on the ankle, goes down and Mohamed Salah from 12 yards makes no mistake. From there on Liverpool hold on, they dig in and they, they get the win that they deserved in fairness, they, they deserve to get the points today. They roll on six points clear. It's uh, Arsenal in the Carabao Cup on Wednesday and then Aston Villa next Saturday. From Paul Gorst at Anfield, let's head to Jurgen Klopp's press conference and have a listen in to what he's had to say to the assembled media. Yeah, in a very, very strong response to go behind. So, uh, we have this really great team. Great to trade. Yeah, I'm absolutely pleased. But to be honest, I expect it as well. So, uh, early goal is obviously not the best thing what can happen but sometimes it makes one thing clear game on so just that's how that's exactly what we expected Tottenham to do being very compact being very very aggressive chasing us Um, we lost that ball in midfield they had a counter-attack and um, that's it so that the only it was a bit for us unlucky because Ali made it, made first a save, uh, and then Harris there. But um, so I'm pleased, but I expected as well. But again, to be honest, I loved. It was a super game. It's just how football should look. How um, I should play against a really strong, good organized side with the threat constantly in your mind that each ball you lose is will possibly end up in front of your own goal um, but counter press was exceptional was kind of back <laughs> yeah, the, uh, was a plan today we wanted to be really especially in that department wanted to be really strong because it was clear that we probably might be dominant 
Um, but that means you lose balls. That's how it is. You cannot um, finish each situation off. And then counter press must be there. And I, I love that. That was really, really good. So we scored a. Oh, we had first a big chance in the second half. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was one nil down. I said, I told the boys in half time um, the only problem this game have so far is the result. Apart from that, it's good. We had to we, we tried to adapt in a couple of situations. They, had, uh, they set a few traps for us um, in their possession, how they want to do it. So we had wanted to adjust there a little bit. And then they had anyway the big chance, but it was only just a, a long kick, not even a pass, I think. I think Dejan misjudged it in one moment, try thinks he can let him bounce and then Son is away and Ali made a very special save because I think he didn't touch the ball, but he, <laughs> but he was so big in that moment, and that makes made life kind of in, uncomfortable for Son. He still finished it really good, off, but luckily enough for us, um, it was the the crossbar. And then again, we weren't charged. We pushed them back. We played really good football, created chances in the first half and in the second half. Super finishes of the goal, uh, super saves of the goalie. <laughs> wow, what a game he had! Yeah, and then we maybe the first goal we scored, I loved because in other games maybe when you know, the striker goes down and everybody's shouting for a penalty, there are maybe players around to switch off a little bit. But Hendo was not bothered by that and 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 finished that situation off really important, really nice. And the second goal is a sensational counter-pressing counter situation of Sadio. Having the ball, losing it, losing it twice, coming in front of the opponent and then he kicks your calf. That's, um, that's a super, uh, super situation. And um, yeah, we won it and we deserve it. And I'm really happy about the performance. Chris Passman. How did your question start? Sorry. Yeah, no problem. It's just that's possible, of course. It's we 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 can. It, it, that speed and intensity for, for for players like this is a lot about the momentum. And if you if you don't think too much about, it, you can run like they can run, even more. And today it's not that it's we are not in the stats running wise we are not up in the table uh, intensity runs yes sprints yes but not uh, in general so because we have the ball quite a lot we have today nearly 70 percent possession I think um, we have the ball a lot but you need these these intense runs in the moment when you switch aside then Trent has to speed up then Robo has to speed up whoever has the ball has to speed up so that's important but it's not that tiring that you think it's not possible but if you don't get really in the game, then the same run feels double as intense. And that was the, the biggest or the best sign of the game today. Being 1-0 down can exactly change that. And you now try to, you know, you have to you chase the game immediately. But we didn't chase it, we just played it. And um, and most very often in life or in football is it that the, the, the result is the result of the performance. And that today, thank God, um, worked out uh, because the performance was just was really was really super. It was really really good. I liked it a lot. And um, yeah, in, in a difficult game, eh? being one 0 down against Tottenham um, with the strength they have in counter tagging is is a, is a really tough one. 
boys deserve a lot of credit for that today. Any more? No, it's the the ankle, the ankle where, where, where we struggled since the last game. So it's just it's good, it's good. But the longer the game goes, the more we get a bit tired, stuff like this, you get a knock on it, then you feel it more, and then it makes no sense to try to push it through because we had other players, we didn't, we had still options to change, and that's what we did, and. Um, yeah, no, nothing serious. Any final ones, guys? We go. Uh, yeah, we'll go. Matt, and then over to the yeah, first. It seemed like they were playing some quite high up against Trent in the first half. It was a little tactical tweak to get Trent in game more in the second half. Yeah, we, that's what we thought when we saw the lineup that they probably do it like this. But I think Son was pretty busy with defending Trent. To be honest, um, he was um, constantly on his bike. But yes, it makes it makes of course sense to put somebody there in the shadow of Trent. But if you leave him alone, but they never did, Trent. I mean, then um, we have pretty we, we, they become pretty good crossers. To be honest, um, on the other side, you have to protect it. Just I, but uh, yeah, it's true. That's what they what they did. And in the, in the last. Seven eight minutes, I think, when it got a bit more difficult for us, was just like we wanted to kind of control the game, but that now after that high intense game, it's not it's not endurance or whatever. It's just to 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 keep kind of a rhythm and not losing the rhythm. And they had now they chased the game. They were they they took, they're used to it. We were we we changed. We brought Joe and um, and and um, Trent a little bit higher, but. That re didn't really help because we still couldn't defend the diagonal balls. So that's it. That just can happen. But yeah, that's a big challenge in football. Like playing a game like this and then being only with one goal up and the opponents Tottenham and change completely offensively. That can then get a bit scrappy. But um, I'm completely fine with it. Ali had two two proper saves, I think, in that in that period. So I'm completely fine with the game. Very final question. Jürgen, would you say that? Given everything you said about performance and the counter press, is this the best performance for Liverpool this season so far? They've had some big wins, but is this your most uh, impressive display? Oh, I love to. I don't know exactly. Yeah, no, I loved a lot of games already this season. The, the, the Arsenal game was a good one as well, to be honest. But but uh, you mean you need we need to play really really well. Huh? So I had got already the questions. So now 28 points, blah blah blah. Only two in, in in Manchester. But you only have to think about what would have happened if we lost today. How the question would have been. Uh, so and um, so we know exactly what we have to do. We have to we have to be focused and concentrate on on all the specific games. Next one Arsenal, then Aston Villa, then Gang, then Man City, and then again international games. Well, I can't believe it. and then. Um, yeah, very busy December and stuff like this. So a lot to come, but um, so far so good. Post-match thoughts there of Jurgen Klopp here on the post-game pod. Well, let's get to your thoughts then. Matt Addison to come, but first up tonight is Mark Baker. It was quite a strange game for me because there was a, a lot of what Liverpool did. I really liked the football. They were the better team overall in the football football match. They dominated the majority of the game, forcing Spurs back deep into their own half and having territorial advantage. However... They're getting off to such a uh, a poor start, really, um, allowing Spurs to counter attack through the middle of the pitch, completely side through the middle of the pitch, really, which is n not normally the case with Liverpool. And obviously, the player was allowed to get a shot off, and then then they go one nil up, and that could have been a problem for Liverpool. Well, it was a problem because Tottenham, okay, they haven't had the greatest season 
but in seasons gone by, they've been a very organised side under Pochettino, and they have players at the disposal in the final third that, when the ball's turned over, can really hurt you. So Liverpool were, were having to manage that situation of trying to get back into the game, while, on the other hand, not allowing Tottenham the opportunity to potentially get another goal, which could have killed off the game. Felt that... I mean, I'm a massive fan of his... Alexander-Arnold and I felt his performance with the football was absolutely outstanding I mean his ability to engineer chances from his right boot whether it be via a cross whether it be by a pass breaking lines or almost a pass pass cross if you like he can almost hit balls in which you almost think it's a passed cross into the penalty area in terms of finding a moving target it's just fantastic there's not many players in world football can do that and certainly no one from the full-back area has got that, that toolbox to be able to do it like he does. And such a magnificent technical ability. And I just thought his performance was excellent. What I would say, however, is, and this is what I've always maintained about him, he's 21 years of age, obviously what he's achieved has been magnificent. But he just does need to, to polish up on his positional side of things and sometimes his decision-making in the defensive third and there was one or two occasions in the second half where for all his great play and the fact that he was the driving force for me behind Liverpool trying to get back into the game it could have potentially cost Liverpool but like anything in football you can always improve positional sense with age with experience with, with training ground work the fact of the matter is he, he's still a young professional and what he's achieved sometimes skews your perception if you like and the fact that he's got all the the ability in the world, he's got the main component that you need to be an absolute world-class footballer. And in terms of on the ball, there's no question. It's his, his output is is that of... It's almost as if... It, it's like having a quarterback playing full-back, and I don't think there's another player who, who, who has that in the locker, uh, playing that position. So I thought he was excellent. I thought Fabinho was excellent, as he has been for the last few months, continually winning back possession, using it intelligently and a few really good passes in the second half which had the other sides to his game in which he can, with elevated passes especially um, from a central area, try and clip it into the central the, the central attacking players and, and find ways to, to carve open the opposition if you like, so I thought he did really well but what I would say is, for all of our watch Liverpool were the better side Spurs should realistically have been 2-0 up and, and sealed off the game and now Comes back to the same thing. I mean, why in 2019, Dejan Lovren is still a Liverpool player starting in the the starting eleven? It's beyond me, really. I know Joe Gomez has not started the season magnificently, but the fact of the matter is that Lovren's came in. He is vulnerable. If Liverpool are going to chase down a lead, especially and leave themselves slightly exposed, he can't defend one v one. That's been my main centre of contention really in the fact that he's not capable or or not an ideal requirement for Liverpool to play the position because you have to be able to play 1v1 in isolation and a long ball from the goalkeeper and Son's almost in rounds the goalkeeper it was just terrible terrible defending and that, that unfortunately what he has in his locker because he's tentative because quite simply he can't deal with the pace and power of a direct opponent in a 1v1 duel we've seen it again in in midweek in the Champions League in which the lad gets in behind Alisson has to make a good save at the stage Liverpool are at and they've eliminated most individual errors and players who can make individual errors out the side I just don't I don't see it personally I don't see why he's in a situation where he's starting I think if the goal had gone in obviously for Son it'd be a totally different narrative the story would be about how Dejan Lovren's cost Liverpool 
with an elementary error. And I just don't think it can go on. I think he needs to, if Matip's not going to be fit, he needs to get Gomez back in the side. Okay, he needs time to to get it back up to his absolute maximum, but he's capable of defending 1v1, he's mobile, and he just gives Liverpool an extra dimension, really. And I think it has to happen. Uh, already, Lovren's played two games, and I can count three massive errors in which could have led to goals. So it just can't happen. Liverpool are at the stage where they can't afford these slip-ups, and unfortunately, he'll always allow you the chance, and he'll always be somebody that the opposition look to play on. Previously in Liverpool's sides, that hasn't been the case because every player has been at the required standard. So they got away with that today. But I really hope that it's not a continued selection. Hello, it's Matt Addison for the post-match podcast after what feels like a huge three points for the Reds in the Premier League at Anfield this evening. Tottenham were the opponents and Tottenham were absolutely demolished almost from start to finish in that game. No doubt whatsoever that the Reds were the deserving winners of that match overall. It feels like a big one, as I said. Obviously, Manchester City had won yesterday closed that gap but the Reds have just opened it right back up again and of course with that big match against City looming in just a couple of weeks time that simply had to be the case. No doubt that Liverpool deserved it overall, we thought it would be difficult of course, Liverpool beat Tottenham in the Champions League final not that long ago, they would have desperately wanted revenge and the Reds just clinically picked them off and did not allow them to do so. In that first half I must admit I was slightly concerned didn't think the midfield was particularly creative and of course we've seen the alternative Naby Keita and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain were so good midweek I thought Jurgen Klopp might have gone with at least one of those pair today probably not two of them in the end of course in the second half I thought Jordan Henderson was much better and Liverpool weren't made to pay for that lack of creativity at all as soon as Liverpool went behind in the game early on an incredibly unlucky goal I think but no doubt Liverpool from that moment on stepped it up a gear, continued to play, continued to do exactly what they had done in training all week and that is just to keep the ball moving, keep creating chances and pen Tottenham back in. It was a superb Anfield performance under the lights, even though Liverpool went one goal behind, it didn't deter them whatsoever. I was really impressed with the players, all of them I think right from back to front it was probably Liverpool's best performance as a team so far this season I thought Virgil van Dijk could probably have done a little bit better with the goal just switched off allowed Harry Kane to get in front of him but apart from that no real complaints this evening I thought Liverpool were really really impressive I thought Roberto Firmino was probably slightly too deep in that first half but apart from that tactically I thought Liverpool set up quite well this evening Chance after chance after chance, and in that second half, it did feel inevitable that Liverpool would score eventually. I was delighted that Jordan Henderson got himself onto the score sheet. Quite a few people who sit around me were were not particularly impressed. Called him a pub player at one point in the first half, but they soon quietened down as soon as he'd finished that really well, actually, in the second half to draw Liverpool level. And of course, Mo Salah again from the penalty spot against Tottenham. A sight that Maurizio Pochettino must be getting quite sick of now. He's done that a couple of times. Really, really important that he did so today, as I mentioned, to restore that six-point buffer in the Premier League table. Six points clear again. So, so important. Aston Villa next. And then that big one. Manchester City at Anfield. And I cannot wait. Matt Addison and Mark Baker with their thoughts on the post-game pod here on Blood Red. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. 
More views to come from our regular contributors, but plenty of you having your say in our Blood Red podcast Facebook group. Michael Campbell posting tonight saying Liverpool played very well for the last 89 minutes and 13 seconds. Fair play to Hendo for coming back from a poor first half to make an impact. Still think we're slinging too many aimless crosses into the box, though. Cater or Ox would have given a different option. All's well that ends well, though. And Paul Flanagan says great win after being unfortunate to fall behind and a frustrating first half typified by missed chances and some nasty dark arts from the visitors. Bounce back brilliantly in the second half and no one can call that an ugly win. Fabinho, man of the match for me, channeling Vieira with those long legs that just seem to win everything. Let's hope Mo's okay for the coming testing period. More thoughts, views and opinion on their way now though, as we hear from Matt Whitty, Owen and Simon Donnelly. Just got back to my car after beating Liverpool beat Tottenham 2-1 at our place. They made us sweat a little bit today. It was, uh, for a long time, I wasn't convinced we were going to get the three points they took an early lead, very early lead after one minute, and it took us till the second half to get our our equaliser, and then obviously a penalty through Salah clinched the game for us. There were one or two hairy moments towards the end, but overall, yet again, I've seen it so many times over the years. Um, a second place goalie, you know, a number two goalie, or a goalie who hasn't got a good reputation, performing magnificently at Anfield, and in the first half, to be fair. Um, their keeper absolutely kept them in it he pulled off what to me at the match looked like pretty world class saves really Um, but it did feel for me during the first half it felt like a massive time I think we had so much of the possession that we barely saw uh, barely saw the game in the Liverpool half really Um, that continued into the second half until we eventually broke them down it was only when we got to 2-1 that Tottenham seemed to come out and, and think about trying to play. They were time-wasting probably from the fifth minute. Um, but when we went 2-1 up later on in the game, they, they then decided to come out and play and put us under a, a bit of pressure. And I can't help thinking that maybe they'll regret not trying to put us under a bit more pressure earlier on when they were you know keeping the pressure on us when we were 1-0 down because they looked fairly decent and fairly quick going forward but they held back until we were 2-1 up and thankfully despite one or two late scary moments um, it was too late and we claimed the point what point did they make us sweat and I'm just so grateful to, to, to get our six point cushion back great results tough game scraped it again roll on the next game roll on midweek against Arsenal and then if I'm not mistaken roll on next week against Villa come on you Reds Hi this is Owen from Cop On Podcast God I love football so many thrills so many spills although well done to the goalkeepers today not too many of those on show my nerves anyway are all a jangle my heart is pumping like an 80s love ballad. This is joyfully exciting stuff. Let's not forget Liverpool are up against a team with a net spend since 2015-16 of 668 million euros who are basically backed by an entire country. But it's the Liverpool nation, the worldwide cross-border LFC family who remains six points clear at the top of the Premier League despite having spent about 500 million euros less. As for the game today, I thought the clocks were supposed to go back last night, but 
after one minute of this game when Kane scored uh, and then Tottenham, you know, set themselves up to defend that lead like Lions, it threw me right back to the European Cup final in Madrid, although now with the roles reversed, of course. The difference between the two two teams then is the all-round quality and Liverpool's tenacity and relentlessness, which were all unbounded. In the first half, uh, Tottenham were very good playing on the counter-attack, although we could and perhaps should have been a tad more clinical. Their door was creaking, but we didn't quite have the battering ram to force it open. But what I love about this team, though, what I love more than anything else, perhaps, is our ability to just keep on pushing, relentless, tenacious. These are two adjectives that are, you know, the greatest compliments you could give any team. Early in the second half, Son hit the bar, remember? That was a huge moment. Uh, But when Hendo scored, you can see by the Spurs players' heads and shoulders that gravity just seemed a little bit more powerful, as if they had suddenly realised that the sea they had been swimming in was infested with sharks. And how the sharks circled. Salah slotted his penalty with a plum. Uh, Spurs had no answer in the end. Liverpool had 21 shots to their 11. We had 13 shots on target to their four. We deserved this win. Well done, the Liverpool players and staff. Beautiful stuff. The atmosphere looked amazing at Anfield. Um, the only sort of negative many prayers going out to Mo Salah. We hope he recuperates properly so he can bring us more joy in the future because that's what this game was. Joy, relentlessness, tenacity, nine wins and one draw from our opening ten. We're not a bad team, are we? And we're going nowhere. This is Owen from Cop On Podcast. Uh, I hope you are all as excited and happy as I am. Hi, it's Matt Whitty reflecting on Liverpool's 2-1 home win against Tottenham Hotspur at Anfield this evening that sent us back six points clear at the top of the Premier League. Well, we made we made that uh, a bit harder than uh, than it should have been really for the uh, for the number of chances that we that we created. Obviously, we got off to the worst possible start, conceding in the first minute or so after we lost the ball in midfield. Uh, I think it might have been Henderson lost the ball and uh, yeah, deflected shot and then just dropped right to to Harry Kane, who seems to always get a goal or two against us and he uh, he anticipated it as as strikers tend to do quicker than defenders and he he won't get a simpler goal in front of the cop and yeah and then from that point on uh you know Tottenham they're a they're a wily team and they know how to time waste they were taking forever on every throw in and free kick um I think the uh the crowd definitely weren't that happy with with Anthony Taylor um, he seemed to be uh, falling for it and being pretty lenient on the on the time wasting. Um, I think in the first in the first 25 minutes, he must have gone over and spoken to Son about three times at least uh, before uh, before anybody got booked. And yeah, and I thought we uh, we we struggled a bit to uh, to get a foothold in the game. I think because after they got that early goal, they uh, they kind of dropped into a. Five, uh, uh, four, five, one, really, and we just struggled to uh, to break them down. I mean, they've got a lot of energy in that midfield with Sissoko, who I thought had a had a good game. 
and yeah we just struggled to break it down I thought it was uh, yeah I just thought we'd, we were losing that midfield battle um, for large parts of that first half and then as the game went on we uh, we grew a bit and and their goalkeeper that Gazinga um, well he just made some great saves particularly in that in that first half uh, Salah there was a follow up as well and uh, and yeah and then Mane nodded a presentable header just wide I think in, in other seasons you might be thinking it's just going to be one of those one of those games but we we are able to just to, to find a way and uh, yeah we got to we got to half time and I thought I, I, I just thought we, we came out really well in the second half and I thought Tottenham looked a bit flat-footed in the second half I thought they uh, yeah they just looked a bit leggy as well and I thought we got we, we, we really came out the blocks in the second half firing I thought uh, the diagonals to uh, to Trent uh, in particular were on a lot. Um, likewise, over to, to to Robbo, we've started to find those pockets of space just in front of their of their fullbacks. And even though the front three weren't quite clicking, we started to have a lot more possession and we started to take control of that midfield. And I thought second half Henderson uh, started to play really well. And obviously, was uh, was involved in the uh, well scored the score of the equaliser. So I was I was really pleased for him because. I thought overall in the first half, t- to be honest, he he'd had a bit of a mare, and but uh, second half he, he played really well and capped it off with a a left-footed finish from a from a tight angle, and we continued to just pile the pressure on, and it it did seem like it was only a matter of time before a clip ball over the top found of us or one of the cutbacks didn't didn't land to a, a Spurs player, but. Uh, yeah, in the end, it took uh, some good play. Well, it took us a fairly simple ball over the top to uh, to Sadio Mane, really, and he battled with Serge Aurier, who's not the best defensively. And uh, yeah, I thought Mane did really well. Just kept at it, got himself in between uh, Aurier and the ball. And as Aurier swung to to clear, he just clattered into the back of both of Mane's legs. And yeah, we finally got a penalty at the cop end for the first time in forever in the league, I think. And yeah, and Salah slotted it away coolly with Gazinga not not moving for it. I thought uh, there was a pivotal moment just before we got the uh, the equaliser with uh, Son going round um, going round Allison and uh, wasn't able to to finish. And obviously, if that goes in, it's an absolute mountain to climb. But it wasn't to be, and we made the most of that bit of fortune. And I think it certainly wasn't the complete performance, but we created an awful lot of chances in that game. Um, and yeah, really happy to to get out of it with uh, with a win. And I think it just it's great to be back six points clear again after you know I think we've had a harder start to the season than City. You know we've played Arsenal, United, Chelsea, Tottenham, and Leicester, who I think are a, a really good team. And yeah, I think City have got a a, a toughish run of fixtures coming up um, over the next six weeks or so. So yeah, Liverpool, Liverpool, top of the league. Matt Whitty there following on from Owen and Simon tonight. Well, Keith Holden's also been in touch on the Facebook group tonight and he says it's a brilliant result today by the Reds. Responded well to going behind to the early goal. Fabinho was excellent, keeping play, taking over, switching to Trent and Robbo. Trent on his day has to be one of the best ball-playing defenders out there and Robbo must be powered by Duracell. The lad never stops. Mane was his usual nuisance, self not letting Spurs defenders get a second on the ball. Nervy last 10 but grounded out to see out an impressive win. Roll on Wednesday, let's see the second string beat the Gunners up the Reds. And to take us out tonight are Sam and Nathan. 
it's fair to say the game didn't start the way that any of us wanted it to really. It was a early Tottenham goal with inside a minute played. Um, I feel when I watched it at the time that it was extremely lucky. Looking back on it, there was quite a bit of quality in there from Tottenham, but it was just frustrating, I think, at the start of the game for that to happen. It was uh, Liverpool making a positive start, but um, Spurs broke on us at the other end. Youngman Sonu is a player I rate very highly. I remember him playing for Leverkusen in the Bundesliga and he, he's always had good uh, technical ability and he broke away, took a shot, hit the crossbar and then it came down and Harry Kane's done very well to get low and just head it out of the path of Alisson to get a hand on it but I think Alisson did really well, he got really close to it and if he'd have managed to pull that off for a save that could have been one of the saves of the season so far but 1-0 down early on <clears throat> Liverpool responded very well. It took it took us thirty minutes, I think, to figure out what Tottenham were doing today. At the start, they had just really baffled the um, the way they had the midfield, and they were also deep without possession. And it was like two blocks of five almost, and then Kane just up top by himself. And I feel like at the start of the game, that really worked in Spurs' advantage. But we managed to figure that out over the course of the game, and it actually came to be. A bit of their downfall, I think, later on in the game. I think the only other point from the first half that really frustrated me, I thought we did, as the first half went on, we applied more and more pressure. And you think, no, we're going to get this goal, it's surely it's coming. Unfortunately, it didn't come before the half-time whistle, but you could see that we're really keeping them penned in. And it was great play from Liverpool. Um, Absolutely brilliant. Just attack after attack, not letting them get out with it. But... Salah, well, he's done it. He's done it so many times this season. He's got the winning goal today from the penalty spot, but that it just really frustrates me. I don't know if this is just a thing personally, but when Firmino was on the outside of him, he didn't pass it, and I get that his natural instinct is he's a goal scorer. He wants to get as many goals as possible, and he do it does sit up nicely for him to hit that volley, which is saved well in the end, but. For me, I I don't know. I just find that hard to watch. Like I want, I want the front three all be passing and getting it until it's a chance where you almost can't miss. Rather than like that season when Salah scored all them goals, it was be, it, the difference between then and now seemed to be that he wasn't trying to force it. It was just natural. He was just like, oh, the chances arose, put it away. Whereas now he looks like he's trying to force it, and I just. I just feel like sometimes he just needs to take a step back, just let the chances come to him rather than trying to force the chances. Um, but we're going to the second half and Hendo gets us the equaliser, buzzing for him. Doesn't get many goals, Hendo. I thought he was really good towards the end of last season. Um, he's not. Be, he's done okay so far this season, but he hasn't been to that level that he was towards the end of last season. It was uh, Fabinho with a great little dink over... And he's just stayed out, stayed on the edge of the six-yard box and waited for the ball to come down to him and Henderson's just hit it into the ground, into the bottom left-hand corner. And then all of a sudden, we're level and you're thinking the momentum's with us and we can go on and get the win and that's exactly what we do. We apply them, we apply great pressure once again, keeping them pending and eventually we get a penalty. I just, when I watched the penalty incident, whatever you want to call it, 
I could just picture in my head what all the people who aren't Liverpool fans are going to be saying tomorrow. Oh, Mane has gone down too easy. Oh, that's not a pen. Blah blah blah. And I'm I'm sorry. I'm not having any of that. That's hundred percent a penalty for me. Yeah, it looks like he loses the ball, but then Mane gets himself between the ball and Aria, and Sergio goes to kick it as a clearance. I get that, but he kicks the back of his kicks the back of his leg as a penalty all day long, and Mohamed Salah steps up and converts it. So after the goal, I feel like there wasn't really too much quality from either team in the last twenty minutes. Obviously, he became nervy, became with the two-one scoreline, and I thought we defended well. But Tottenham—they've got quality. They created chances, but they just didn't have that like clinical instinct, that ruthlessness. And I feel when people say, "Oh, Tottenham are a little bit soft," that's what I think. That's what people mean. They just don't have that decisive factor that us and Man City have where we just put you to the sword and I think that's what they've got to do to take the next step really I think we've got to mention as well today Trent's performance he did really really well it's just his delivery is so dangerous he's not going to get it right every time but you you can guarantee that in a 90 minute match he's going to get it right at least 3 or 4 times and create 3 or 4 opportunities for you so he, I thought he did really really well today the only the other thing I want to say is obviously last week the draw against Man United. I I was it's the first time for a while I was watching this game and I couldn't I couldn't fully concentrate on the game. I was still fuming about last week and I don't know it's just it really bugs me when we go to Old Trafford because it's one of them places where we don't win very often at all and to for it to be another draw this year I just think I'm still not over that one. I was watching the game still frustrated about last week's result. But it's back to six points clear at the top of the league and it's on to Carabao Cup action now in the midweek against Arsenal. I'll be at that game, so excited for that. So yeah, let's hope we can do the business against Arsenal now. Okay, so it was a Liverpool and Spurs Anfield today. Um, Good side, Spurs, loads of good players. I was a little bit nervous about it because I thought, well, you know, Spurs have won well in the week and they've got got to start heading the corner soon, you know, and they've definitely got some quality there. Um, worst possible start for the Reds after just one minute where you know was very lucky really um, a deflection onto the post and comes straight back to Kane he looked off but obviously the rules are if he comes off the post he's not they got it lucky um, Liverpool then seemed to take control of the game and could have had three or four minimum in the first half some great saves by the goalie and at half time I was thinking Standing on the cop thinking, oh, you know, is it going to be a worldie from the goalie? Is it going to be one of those days? But to be fair to Liverpool, they upped the game even more. Second half, I thought they were brilliant. Second half, um, in the first half, I thought there was a few players who, even though we were probably the better side, weren't at the best, especially in midfield. Uh, I thought Genie Wijnaldum looked absolute knacker today. He wasn't involved in the game at all and got hooked in the end. Um, Fabinho in the first half was decent, but but not not as effective as he can be. Second half, I thought Fabinho was the best player on the park. You know, I thought he dictated the play. He ran absolutely ran the midfield, Fabinho, and what a player he is! He just how many recovery tackles, how many times he's in the right place, right time, and I think the different second half what he started doing. Was playing the ball out wide, just thinking it out wide and creating that space with diagonal balls. 
as he was sitting as a bit of a pivot there on the ball and he was always in the right place off it and them legs even when you think someone's got past them them big long legs of his seem to wrap around the ball and just get a little touch on it I thought he was brilliant and I thought Jordan Henderson um, especially second half was absolutely fantastic to be fair to him I thought he had he was really dreadful against Man United Henderson but I think he had a great game today really did and you know a lot of energy, a lot of effort from him, and a lot of desire. And one thing you, you can you can always say about Anderson, he never hides. You know he'll always offer. I, you know he's he is a very good player. Um, I don't think he's top draw, and I think you know he won't be guaranteed a spot every week. But you know what, he'll never let you down for effort, determination. He, he proved that today. He's got a spirit about the club, um, and he's leading that by example. So. Well done to him to come back after what I thought was an awful performance against Man U from Henderson. Full credit to him today. Uh, Manny was a pest and a, and a nuisance. You know, well, like he is, he's great. Uh, Firmino up front, the old great touches. Trent was mixed but involved a lot. Loads of good crosses. Few few bad ones near post, stuff like that. Um, Robbo was great. Van Dijk was great. I thought Lovren was awful uh, for the first, say, hour or so. And then, to be fair to him, the last 30 minutes or 40, he really stood his ground. What Tottenham were doing, especially first half, is just letting Lovelin have the ball because they know he can't really use it. And then they were marking everyone up then. Um, but second half, we changed a few things. A few things got tweaked by Klopp. You know, with Fabinho coming, that bit deeper, he always seemed to have time on the ball in the second half that he didn't have in the first. The his energy levels went up and tempos. And you know, quite adaptable the way we were switching it around. Um, Allison made a difference. I thought good distributions, um, a couple of good saves at the end there. Where you know they weren't like flying saves, tipping right over the bar and stuff. But they were they were steady, keeping all the hard shots. You know, not letting them rebound because that our past goalies like the likes of Minya Lady always used to save, but palm it right out to someone to tap in. Um, Allison's positioning is better and he seems to be in that right place to make a save look easier um, keeps hold of it doesn't parry much and he's just top draw top class so even though Adi had, had a great spell it's great to have Allison back overall listen the, the main thing I love is the fact that we've come from behind there and won again and that's what you need to do if you want to be challenging and winning leagues and it was fantastic that that's what we've done today. It was a massive three points for me. Really massive because we've got a fixture pile up now where it looks like we're going to um, give away a game in terms of play, rearrange a game later already because of Qatar and that. I think if we get through against Arsenal, I don't know where we've got space to do the next round. Will another Prem game get moved? And, Matt, you know, if, if we're moving to and City win them, you know, psychologically they could be ahead of us even if... Uh, we've got them games in hand and all this stuff. So we'll just have to see how that all pans out. I think I'd rest all of them on Wednesday. League Cup, I don't want to show disrespect, but um, I think the amount of games we got up, and there was a few looking at it there today. But listen, great, the mentality that's passion through again. Brilliant, fantastic, and, uh, you know, let's keep, let's keep going, let's keep going. Sam with his thoughts here on post-game after Nathan just before him. Don't forget, Blood Red's back tomorrow having the final word on the weekend showing before we gear up for another busy week across the Blood Red channel. 
A quick reminder too before I go that you can catch more of our Blood Red content over on our YouTube channel as well of course as plenty of audio on demand wherever you choose to listen to us. If you do get a chance, if you could leave us a rating or a view, that'd also be appreciated as is your company as always. From me, Guy Clark, and the rest of the gang here at Echo HQ, it's bye for now, but we'll catch you soon. Up the Reds. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.